Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Neil, and I'm here today not with Libby, but with Christy Schiller. Your other favorite blonde. That's right. That's true. My three favorite blondes, Courtney Hobson, <gasps> Christy Schiller, Libby Cagle, love. Speaking of love, Prince, you know, oh. our, our beloved Pantone has named a color after him. I know you know this because you sent me this news story. Uh, It's called Love Symbol Number Two, if you have to spell it out. Because on the color chart, it's just the symbol symbol. that he created when he became the artist formerly Formerly known known as. as Prince. And it's a beautiful shade of purple. As well it should be. As well it should be, yes. And... It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And his his estate, I saw, was very instrumental in approving this. Um, the Pantone Color Institute, in collaboration with the estate of Prince, has created this color and then chose the name. And I just got to tell you, I, I want to be, I'm a little fascinated with the Pantone Color Institute. Yeah. Is that a nonprofit? Is that like the Dewey Decimal System of Colors? Yes. It is. What is I don't think it's a nonprofit. I think it's something um I can't remember the circumstances, but I many years ago had a meeting with someone from the Pantone Color Institute about something or another, but fashion designers as it related to fashion. Fashion designers Cosmetics companies, interior designers, all look at that. I have the Pantone app on my phone. You do? I do. And when I see something, I can take a picture of it and it will pull up the shade. Now, that's clever. Just a plethora of information. You are. I call that fun facts to know and tell. I bet you... um, Do you miss Prince as much as I do? I do miss him. And, uh, you know, he dated a, a client of mine. Who went to live with him at Paisley Park? Mm. Would and we know her? Yes, uh, I'm not going to say her name. She because uh, <laughs> you're afraid Naomi Campbell may beat the head. And it out wasn't of you. <laughs> Naomi. It was not Naomi Campbell. Um, and okay. did one, you ever meet him? Cause yes, I have to tell one, you. Yes, he's teeny super tiny. tiny. He played a funny trick. He I called Paisley Park for her and. He answered the phone once they transferred it. I just assumed to the master suite. And he pretended he was her. Mm. And he talked like that. Good morning, Neil. How are you today? He couldn't have been 5'1". And he was throwing his voice knowing that I knew that it was Prince throwing his voice. Of course I did. And then finally I said, okay, this has been really fun, but I need to talk to her now because I... I have other things to do today than play with you. On she's got to be at a shoot, and she's laying there in Minnesota. Right. She's got to get up. And he said, but you are talking to her. I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay, well, I really need to talk to the other her then. Um, but, yes, he was amazing and um, deserves uh, more than just a color. He does. And, you know, every time one of his songs come on, Oh, I just melt because I think about junior high and mm-hmm. li- what was your favorite? Winds Doves Cry, Little Red Corvette. What was your? Um, there were so many. I just don't probably. Think. Mm, I'd have to think too because there are so many. But okay. that's exciting news. So a little, a little sidebar. 
When you were running Ford models, did mm-hmm. Eileen Ford, of course, you already had exper- so much experience by the time uh, you two uh, joined forces. But did Eileen Ford say, okay, now they're in New York. Let me tell you some caveats. It's about to get weirder. <laughs> I mean, like, what's the weirdest situation? Did you ever have to fly <laughs> to Madagascar to get a girl out of prison or, or mm. you know, maybe she's... I don't know. Well, not Madagascar. Over with but, no passport. I don't know. What? Well, Paris wants to get someone, yeah, and had <laughs> had to make something that happened in Washington Square Park go away for one of our really famous girls who was buying something and got a chest. She was buying a chest she was, belt. She was. Mm, well. <laughs> and there was no cameras around back then at all. Well, no, there were not. No, but she just tried to buy some something off an undercover cop. Oh, oh yeah. There's yeah. There were some mm-hmm, there were some things like that that happened. But anyone Eileen didn't like, she would just say he's a low life and a crumb bum. Crumb bum. Un- unless she'd had some martinis, and then the I can't repeat what <laughs> she would say. But um, Prince loved him and. At one point in time... He was a true artist in my eyes. Very much so. And I sort of look at him in the same way, I sort of... The same category of talent as Lady Gaga and people like that. If you can write your own music, lyrics, uh, orchestration, everything, play musical instruments, which he did, sing, dance, come up with costumes and wild looks and stuff and make phenomenal videos that are like movies. How was he discovered? Do we know? Uh, a product of Barry Gordy? Uh, I think he was um, from a semi-musical family. Uh, I know he was very close to his grandfather, is, I think is the right I think that's the right story. Because, you know, he was painfully shy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because he was so small. But, my God, what a talent. And that's the thing. Like, I'm so square and not cool. I listen you are to, so cool. I am not. Right. Those ice cubes. <laughs> I listen to, try not to anymore listen to what people listen to today and call music. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is racket noise i hate rap music hate it and hip-hop this is not my thing i like people who can sing right like i can't tell you has (laughs) puff daddy p diddy Diddy. daddy has he ever sang a song i don't know but you know they talk about i mean i know like jay-z's done one or two and they're gonna go she is so sheltered, <laughs> but like the New York, New York song, uh-huh. or I can't think of New York State of Mind, New York. No, oh, that's right. Billy Joel. That's Sorry. Billy Joel. Yeah. <laughs> he did, but, but Jay-Z did a song about New York. Um, but I don't know anything that Puff Daddy's ever done. Well. Except Day Yellow. I don't know anything anybody's done. I'm so out of it, but this is funny-ish. At one point at Ford, we had... Between myself and another agent, Kathy Quinn, we had a girl married to Rod Stewart, Ah. a girl married to 
Mick Jagger, a girl married to Billy Joel, a girl married to Simon Le Bon of Duran Duran, yeah, yes, uh, a girl married to John Cougar Mellencamp, and a girl dating Prince. Oh, Elaine, yes, Elaine Irwin. Talk about some fun times. That was Rachel Hunter and <laughs> Rachel Rogers. Hunter. Okay, so I have to Christy tell you, Brinkley, Jerry Hall. When I was at Harry's Bar in London, and it's probably about ninety-two ish. Uh huh. That's about the time they were married or dating. Who, early nineties. Rachel and Rod. Rachel and Rod. Okay. Yeah. My back was to the door, and obviously I could see the room looked up. You know when the mm-hmm. door opened. They walked in, and I don't know, maybe she's two years older than me, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty young at the time, and they both had shit on black leather miniskirt with a biker jacket that was fitted <laughs> that was zipped down and, you know, obviously no bra on, but you couldn't see anything, but mm-hmm. you just knew. He had leather pants on. Uh-huh. Both of them looked like they brushed their hair with an egg beater. Right. They were <laughs> the sexiest people I had ever seen in my life. They didn't speak. They didn't do anything. They just, I, I, I was just drawn to them. I understand if you are a cult worshiper and you, Jim Jones hands you the Kool-Aid and you want to belong. If they had looked at me and handed me a Dixie <laughs> cup full of Kool-Aid, I would have said, sign me up. Right. They were fabulous. Right. They're beautiful people. I mean, just. Rod Stewart just played mm, Houston this, this weekend. Sex appeal. This weekend? This weekend. He didn't call. Sugarland. Oh, um, all such nice people too. Every one of those guys, very nice. Um, sometimes it made finding our clients difficult because, well, when they would <laughs> tour, we would have the schedule. And of course, you knew the man at road manager and the manage manager and the other manager and all the code names that they but travel you know under. That, that their jobs, they have people on the team to protect their client. Oh, yeah. So as a road manager, n- no, I, I, he's just not answering his phone. Let me right. let me know, get in touch with And then you've got people on your staff to protect your client. Right. So when they right. don't want to work together, it makes everybody's life well, a living it hell. It really does. The funny thing I just was, want a handler. I just I want, know. No, you don't. Yeah. They know mm-hmm. all your business. But it was fun. I knew. I could tell you. I probably can't write this second. All the code names they travel under. I, I know. um Rod Stewart's travel name is Sid James. So you'd call the Ritz Hotel in Paris and ask for Sid James. And they would ring you to the, the secret room of Sid James. Um, Christy Brinkley travels under the name of Lynn Gweeney. <laughs> Stephanie Seymour. Who I uh, love. Was I actually gave her her road name. Which was Sharon Horizons. <laughs> because we were driving in Connecticut one day playing Carpenters, because she's corny like me, like that. And I was like, that's your new name. That's your new code name, Sharon Horizons. Um, some of them really funny. Uh, I just love Sid James. It's like, that's the last thing anyone would ever think of. But that's how, still to this day, Entertainers travel. They all have a code name. Now, do you get together with all your girls, your posse of girls? Do you have a reunion? You know, we haven't ever had a reunion, but... <gasps> That's what we should pitch to Andy Cohen. Oh. Is just not a show, but just a... A, a one-time a, thing. A one-time thing. 
Oprah did something with a bunch of my girls. Um, it was like, where are the supermodels? No, yeah, it but wasn't you were the Barry Gordy of the supermodels. One of them. You were the rainmaker. One. I didn't do it all myself, but one of them. But I saw those girls on that Oprah show, and I was like, oh, my God, the lies, the lies, the <laughs> We all lies. love each other. Just when she would ask one of them about a story in their life, and I'd be like, wow, well, that is not at all what happened. <laughs> but that's okay. I know You're not going to pour your tea for Oprah? Whitney Houston didn't. Know. A lot of people, Oprah got the goods out of some people and others. Just could not make it happen. But um, so split a head of lettuce crazy. three ways. How do you you have somebody that manages their diet? And if they come in one day and said, "I was just feeling unloved and moody and fat, so I went and had all my hair whacked off," and maybe uh-huh. they just became a bright girl or something. Right? Did everybody around the office just scramble and uh-huh. go, "What the hell?" Uh huh. Yes, they did some crazy stuff, and. Uh, wigs, wigs are, wigs. wigs are, when you're a model, wigs can be your friend. Um, I had a, and then you m- call Andre Leon Talley at Vogue and say, uh, pixie cuts are back in, run right. it in the September exactly. issue. Exactly. <laughs> Cover. Cover. I used to, uh, I did have one time a really unpleasant conversation with one of the most famous hairdressers in the entire world who was on set with a, one of my clients who, uh, on a Vogue story, and the next day she had an advertising, a beauty campaign she was getting like a million and a half dollars for. And on the set, they got, all these guys got inspired, and they wanted to cut her hair. And she's like, uh, mm, mm. I don't think that's going to be possible, but doing the right thing, let me get run over by the speeding train, not her. And this guy called me, and he was a complete asshole. And I said, "Listen, I don't know what I don't know how I cannot say this any more clearly and plainly. Do not cut her effing hair. <laughs> if you guys want to cut all her hair off, and she wants to cut all her hair off, then it's everybody. Y'all all go home, and day after tomorrow." That the ad campaign. I'll send her back over there, and you can shave her head for all I freaking care, but not today. And I was the antichrist for like I don't know. That guy hated me for two or three years. I'm sure a little therapy. He's over it now. Well, I hope so because I was like, um, your agent wouldn't let you do it either. And the girl was being a dope and being like poor Pauline. I know my agent. You know he's so mean. Well, all those girls are aging really well. <laughs> they are. They are. And, you know, if you look at some of the girls Eileen chose way, way, way back in the day, they all still holding up. Look at Carmen Del Rafiche. <gasps> oh, and what is she? she 102. She's, oof, she's got 84 probably? S- at least. 84, she's, 85. She came to Ford in 1946. <laughs> when the agency started, she was one of Eileen's first models. And... um. She pops in and out of Houston occasionally. She came right after the Second World War. Right. I think, put it in a timeless. Put that into think, perspective. Put, yeah. yeah. Think about how much, what, 
the car at that point had only been around four decades. Maybe she would like to run for president one day. She'd probably get elected. She probably would. <laughs> She's so fantastic. You know, she put all of her money in the hands of Bernie Madoff. Oh, don't tell me that. So, yeah. And I'm not telling anything that she has not told widely and and freely. So she had to actually start over. Thank God her beautiful apartment uh, in Manhattan was long since paid for. But dear God. And to see her have to work at this age. But I, she's inspired so many other well, people. Yes, and she loves to work. And I, I uh, booked her once for the Hermes show in Paris. <sighs> and, you know, some negotiating back and forth. And, you know, they wanted to pay her this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And they wanted to fly her coach. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And just all this stuff. And, and I'm like, now then what are we going to do? What she Is she opening? Is she closing? What's she wearing? What, blah, 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 blah. It was. I hope I, he negotiated her some Birkins out of the day. I, I t- well, no, but I t- well, she could have bought several. And I worked so hard on that deal and got it done. And, of course, I was in Paris because I went for the right. sh- collections every season. And, oh, my God, she came out. She literally, p- people gasped. She's that And, divine. you know, that Paris crowd, they're hard to impress because they're very mon dieu. Yes. Uh, and they lost it. They just lost it. And when she came out from backstage, the paparazzi went ballistic and could not get enough of her. And what made, I think, me happiest was to see her face. To know she was still admired and loved. Yes. And yes. It must be that how... That mane of silver hair. God, yes. It must be how entertainers feel when they... Step back on stage. Because it is an ego-driven business. Well, definitely. And you just get so used to being so loved. And it does distort and twist you a little bit. Um, But the moments that really mattered to me in my career are those. Remembering just that one absolute little split second. Or that someone stops to say thank you. Right. There's a song, uh, there's a lyric in a Whitney Houston song that says, a moment in the soul lasts forever. Those are the things that I really hold on to. Right. Yeah. I can't wait for your book. Well, no. you know, no one will ever name a color after me, but, um, and if they did, it would be like milk toast or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy and proud of Pantone for naming a color after Prince because that is super duper cool and I... Uh, bet you that my friend Valerie, will, who's everything in her life is purple, will be the first to have a room painted. She'd be calling Randy Powers. Now there's somebody we should have on sometime. <laughs> Lord. He knows where the bodies are buried. He yes, couldn't he report it for 150 years. No. He's going to have to leave it in his will. He definitely will. And we'll have to name a Pantone will have to name a color after him. J.R.P. <laughs> Oh, what a talent. Love um, that now what man. Co- what shade would that of the rainbow would that be? I don't be? know, but you wouldn't allow it to be half Paisley. He hates <laughs> no. Paisley. Right. Well, guys, we are having fun, and we hope you are. So give us a second to catch our breath, and we'll be right back.